I'm uh, I'm noticing the little thing you've got on show there. Is that on? Is that specifically on show behind you? A little the hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, not specifically. It's from Nasty Clothing, but you know the the theme's quite fitting. I just hung it up really because I was hot. Is there a goat on it? There's a goat's head. I thought I saw. Yeah, is there, there is. Yeah. Well, that's... little golf clap for you, sir. That's but very thought, very you know, fitting. Horror podcast. I'll uh, I'll hang it up there. Yeah, very <laughs> fitting. And um, I did start recording. So, folks, welcome back to. <laughs> He's done it Welcome again. back to the Dreadcast. Um, I, I'm I'm a tad ill today, but I'm soldiering through it. Um, the plague edition. The plague edition, and unfortunately, we're not doing a film today that is kind of plague related. Um, I can't, I couldn't really say. I was trying to think of a segue to get from me being ill into basking. Into the, basking. Yeah. Uh, but yes, welcome back to the Dreadcast, episode 34. I'm Tom, and this is lovely Aiden. Hello. Joining us once and again. And for the... Happy the, to be here. Of course again. you are. Of course Again, you are. time flies. Time hey, flies. It doesn't seem like very long at all since we were last doing this. It blew on the last episode with our discussion. Mm. That was wild. Two and a half hours. No, I know that. But again, that flew by. Did not feel like it was that long at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a feeling this will as well. And I, I mean, I said to you early on that, yeah, I'm feeling really run down and shit. Let's go for an hour and see how it goes. Yeah. We'll be done with an hour in about 15 minutes, I feel like. It'll probably feel like it's... I've... Yeah. I mean, we'll get obviously we'll get into it in due course, but this film is pretty straightforward, I think, yeah. to talk about. I've got some good solid points, but yeah. there's not, there's not, and you know, there's not a lot of... What's Substance. the word I'm looking for? No, no, that makes it sound like it's rubbish, and it's not. <laughs> it's not rubbish, but there's not a lot of. Um, I don't know. I, can, I, I don't think it really needs a deep dive. No, I, I agree. I, I don't think I really, as as we normally do, watch films, take a load of notes. I don't feel like I took as many notes as I would do when we do a film review. Um, before we do get into it, though, just uh, folks, you can follow us on uh, Spotify. Apple, I've nearly forgotten them then for a second. <laughs> Apple, Google, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube, all by searching the Dreadcast. And on the Instagram, the underscore Dreadcast, and our social links beneath us. So do go do that. And was there something else I needed to mention? Oh, there is a brand... <laughs> a brand new, quote-unquote, trailer reaction um, out on the YouTube channel. Uh, brand new, brand new. Uh, only came out today. Uh, of the Outwaters, little indie uh, POV horror film that's uh, out next week, I believe. It is, yeah. It's quite... It's yeah. quite we got yeah. it out there in time. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did not watch that about three weeks ago, and I just no. forgot to edit it. But that's out it's now found- on YouTube found footage it's found, found footage, footage about the found footage you know it's good it's all you you saved that you saved that really well on the twitter i was very it happy took, it that. took me it took me a few attempts because i thought i don't want tom to just think i'm taking the piss that he forgot no i, mean, I like it i was I a little it. bit maybe i was a little bit but you know it was like, this, this can't sound like I, i'm just slagging him off <laughs> he can't keep getting away with forgetting to edit this stuff and getting it up there um but yeah anyway uh 
back to the filming question then. That's the boring social media stuff, Alan. Oh, you, wait, wait, hang on, before we do that, what, you, you were busy, you, did you watch those films today? Oh, I watched two of them. I watched yes. two of them. Go um, for it, go for it before we get into it. Yeah, I watched Prevenge and what was the other one I watched? I've forgotten. It was that, it, it, it was that good. Possession? Possession, no, it was the other one. It was the other P. They were all P po- films. P- Pontypool. Possession. Pontypool. Yeah. Yes, Pontypool. Pontypool. Mm, have you seen it? No, but isn't it a place in Wales? No. <laughs> isn't that Ponty Pontyprids? Pontypool. Oh, come on. Give I'm me... probably butchering the pronunciation. Apologies to any Welsh listeners. Um, okay. But it does. It sounds, I know what you're thinking. It sounds like it. I am right. I am right. Oh, it is. Oh, I, I stand corrected. It is a small town in South Wales. There we go. Well, it's not set in the Welsh <laughs> one. It's set in um, Ontario, Canada. Okay. Yep. Um, and it's a twist on a zombie film. Oh. Um, basically, the whole, the, pretty much the enti- entire thing is set in a radio station. And it's a radio show, radio broadcast program that's going out like a talk radio thing. Yeah. And they're getting traffic reports and news reports coming in and things, are, as things are sort of deteriorating in the in the outside world, in the in the streets. Um, but it kind of fell off a little bit towards the end for me. And I think it's because they do, they make, they made this effort to, to do a new twist on zombies. Mm. It's not, it is a, it is an infection of sorts, but it's not your traditional like virus or, mm. Or, or whatever you know radiation leak voodoo. or toxic waste or voodoo yeah. it is it's words people are becoming violent and infected based on hearing certain words but it's never really clarified what words it's okay. all very random and it, it all goes gets a bit bizarre towards the end as well there's a lot of like extra stuff that runs through the credits it's worth a watch yeah because it's not terrible but i you know watch it once i don't think i'm not gonna rate about rave about it quite honestly but kind of like a all right. uh affected Fair by play. in subliminal like yeah. extreme subliminal messages maybe maybe yeah. it's like i say i was kind of tuning it out towards the end as well so maybe i didn't i missed an explanation of what was going on like mm. i said not the worst thing i've ever watched and fair play for trying a new twist on zombies because let's face it zombies have been done, been done many many yeah. times but i do kind of having even saying that i do kind of think they probably would have just benefited from doing a normal mm. zombie film because it was presented in a different way the whole thing that you don't actually i mean there's very you see very few of the actual creatures it's all played out as the sort of incoming news reports and people phoning in and being scared and things like that. So the way it's presented is really cool, but they tried to go a little bit, they went a little bit left field with the story, in my opinion, or the cause of the problem, should I say. Okay. But yeah, it's all right. It's got Killed a better a of, uh, better score on IMDb than uh, the film we'll be talking to talking about today. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I say, I'd, I'd heard about it, and I think it's, it, it is, it has been received well. Uh, yeah. Just when I finally got into watching it, I was like, mm, I've seen, I've seen better. But I've okay. definitely seen worse, you know. Um, and the other one was Prevenge, which was another Alice Law film about revenge. About a pregnant lady that goes on a killing spree. 
at the request of her unborn child, <laughs> which okay. sounds a bit trippy. Um, essentially, she's on a revenge or prevenge uh, mission. Yeah. To sort ah, of, prevenge. Ah, yes. Yeah, yes. To sort of to do away with the people that killed her baby daddy, albeit accidentally, but she's sort of driven crazy by her unborn child talking to her. It's fun. See, yeah, when when you first first uh, bit, a few words that you described this film, I was instantly thinking, okay, this sounds not goofy, but a little bit silly. And then when you go straight up to the IMDb page, the uh, sort of categories genres it's defined by is like crime, drama, and then comedy. And I, yeah. I assume it's not full on comedy, but that no, it's plot, a, the know, plot itself, comedy. yeah, yeah, black comedy. It's, it's similar. I mean, it's it's got Alice Lowe in it, who's um, from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, Liz. I, I thought I um, recognised her, yeah. Yeah, so she wrote and directed it while she was pregnant. So, you know, it's all... She managed to squeeze it in before squeezing one out. Um, Taken from real-life experiences, was it? <laughs> and she was also in, um, also in the wonderful Sightseers, which I watched recently as well. So Yes. I, was like, I, I knew I'd, I'd heard that she'd done this other movie. I was like, oh, I need to check that out. And yeah, enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, maybe not strictly one, horror, but I think I'd enjoy this one more than the, by the sounds of the other one. It's good. It's you know, it's a light, more light-hearted within the realms of horror, but you know, you don't, you're not going to get any trauma out of it. Nice popcorn film. The, and the thing that joint that is um, a bonus for both of them. They're both an hour and a half long each, and that is mm -hmm. ninety minutes. That's all we, all you need. All we need for a horror film. Uh, not like this. Uh, uh, I lent a friend the other day, Terrified 2, which was two and a half hours long. Oh, really? Well, I, I saw this at cinema with uh, T. Mm -hmm. We went to the Prince Charles Cinema to see a viewing because there were no showings in the UK apart from there. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea it was that long. So that's that's a long time for a horror I mean, that's film a long to, time for a yeah. film, full stop, really. But yeah, yeah. yeah, certainly for horror. But 90 minutes, perfect. Mm. Perfect. Um, and Possession, so that's next on your list then. Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't get around to watching that in the end. But um, tomorrow's another day. Maybe while I'm waiting for hospital business to be done, um, I'll squeeze that one in. Because I'm on site next week, apparently, so I've got to go outside and do some actual work. Sucks. Actual work. Yeah, you know, sucks. You imagine it? it. No more horror films at 11 a.m. for you. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Mm. Um, I, How about you? You got anything in or watched or found out about anything? It's not so much horror, but we've been watching Wednesday. All right. It's I, I'm really enjoying it. I mm -hmm. think it's fantastic. Um, it's a very Tim Burton shot production. Yeah, you can tell definitely the, the way some of his angles are shot, the the color, the color tone, the tone of the whole yeah 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 um, show. It's it's great, and I'm re I really love the actress who plays Wednesday, Jenna Ortega. Mm -hmm. She is one of the new uh, protagonists in the screen, screen films. And she's kind of like one of the new final girls, especially of last year. Um, and I think she's great. And she's just, she's like, if if Aubrey Plaza was 20 years younger, she'd be perfect yeah. for the role for Wednesday, you know? Yeah. And Jenna Ortega just nails it as well. But uh, Aubrey Plaza is basically Wednesday, Wednesday. anyway. I do love Aubrey Plaza. If they do some flash forward scenes, maybe maybe they can get yeah. Aubrey in for that. But General Ortega is brilliant. Yeah, she is. Mm. And she's going to be big. She's going to be everywhere, I think, for the next few years. We're going to see her in a lot of stuff. I hope in horror, 
though, mainly because I I'm trying I was trying to think of this the other day that the actors cross over that much from horror to say rom coms, you know. Um, would they? Did um, God, uh, Laurie Strode, who she played by? Oh my God. Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. There it is. Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, no, oh my God, I'm having Neve Campbell. Uh, pe- female actors like that. Did they really cross over between from the horror genre to say a rom com or? I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis has done a very probably list of things. Definitely. Because I'm trying I to, can't... I was trying to picture in my head uh, Jenna Ortega going from Scream X and now Wednesday to say. Oh, of course, she's uh, an ex as well. Yeah. yeah, to say like a, a now Scream Six, to say like a mm-hmm. a buddy comedy with a Jonas brother. I, I don't know. I, you, know <laughs> you know what I mean? It just it's weird. You, no, that would be scary. Not to not to stero- not to um, uh, not oh God, I'm gonna be bad with words today. Not to pigeonhole her, you know. Uh, in in say as a, the horror girl, the horror final girl, but. At the moment, it's quite hard to picture her in, say, an, uh, another genre type of film. Yeah. I mean, you say that, but Niff Campbell's done a fairly yeah. broad mix of stuff. Just that, I mean, I can't say I've seen much of it, but she has wild, done wild a, things. a broad range of things. She was the voice of something in Lion King 2. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that... Well remembered Lion King film. I know. I started speaking and then realised that it's just giving me the name of the film and not the character that they play, that she's played. But it, yeah, but she's got a bunch of stuff in there. Um, um, oh god, Daryl was she in that years ago? Daryl. Oh, it's like an eighties kids movie about a robot. Um, I, I just I vaguely remember from my childhood. I, and yeah, I've I don't, got highly, distracted by it. Never mind. That's all right. I would. I definitely <laughs> highly recommend Wednesday. It's um, Netflix. I I think has gone way downhill in the past few years with the quality of their shows, and then they start mm. you know they cancel a show after one season. Thankfully, this has yeah. been renewed for another season. This feels like, yeah, this has been really committed to. I liked uh, it. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, me and Vic watched it a few weeks back. Uh, Probably, well, say weeks, maybe months. Just not that long. I don't think it had been out very long when we watched it. I hadn't um, realised you'd seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I enjoyed it. I did. I, I, you know, I'll continue to watch it. I don't think I'm going to rush to watch it. I liked yeah. it enough, you know. It, it's a little bit too teen drama-y. It is, yes. Yeah. For me, yeah. personally, which is also my criticism of um, the chilling adventures of sabrina as well things were a little bit weighted heavily on that teen drama high school drama side of things than the the subject matter but you know i can't say it's it's not aimed at me so it's fine you know what i mean although and this is completely off horror i just just gonna mention this because i know you've seen it i did try that 90s show today because i'm a big that 70s show fan and Oh, it, it's real tough because, yeah, that 70s show was set. It, it's a sitcom, okay? So you you have to take away out of your mind that these are sets. You know, you've got the, the, the audience, the live studio audience there. But it didn't feel so much like a cheesy sitcom. Mm-hmm. 
back then. I, I watched the first episode and I don't know, there was something about it. It just, it felt, it felt like, say, an episode of that 70s show where they were doing uh, a dream sequence where they pretended like to be f- in another sequence. They were doing a flash forward like, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, gee, kitty, that sure smells good. Thanks, Eric. Like, it, it, things like that. It just felt too sitcom-y, I, I, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. There was just enough for, of that. Uh, just enough to keep me sort of chugging through each episode, mm. and it was mainly the cast, the the cameos of the legacy characters. I didn't care too much for the new kids. Um, oh yeah. But again, I'm however many years older than when I used to sit and watch seventies shows, so it's not really aimed at me anymore. But there was just enough of that mm. little, you know, beats and jokes from yeah. Kitty and Red and Kelso showing up and yeah, you know, all the legacy. Yeah. All the legacy cast being in there, or as many of them as the that were in there. Bar and one. for me, uh, yeah, which you know we won't go into. No, but <laughs> but for me, I finished. I watched the whole thing, and I thought, you know what? If they don't do another series, I'm happy. That's fine. It was good enough. If they do do another series, then you know, good luck to them. Um, but It'll I was happy for just that kind of it being like a special, yeah, almost almost like a special, like a here's what they're doing now kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Leave I completely out. agree. Um, no, I, I haven't really, haven't really done much horror. Uh, the only horror-related thing I guess I have done was uh, the pre-order. I managed to get in very quick of the brand this. new 4K uh, release of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it's beautiful. And it was a lot cheaper than I thought it would be as well. Um, I wonder if I can just quickly find it. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was quite surprised at the price. It's you, incredibly cheap for what it is. Yeah. yeah. When you showed me, I was like, oh, actually, maybe I'll. But when I costed up, you know, all the equipment, as we talked about before, I'd need to run it and to play it. It was like, uh, it actually puts it out at my price. Well, we're getting that for that, that uh, Patreon set up for you. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> I did uh, actually price up some uh, 4K TVs the other day just to see. How they were. Oh yeah, and, and I must admit, I saw a couple that weren't quite, you know, maybe, maybe it's not in the not too distant future. And the, 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 those TVs will be coming down and down, probably. You know. uh, yeah, I can't find it for now. But either way, it's a really nice collection. It's uh, it looks pretty similar to oh, just for instance, this uh, Dawn of the Dead 4K collection I have here, uh, which contains a book, uh, pretty much a behind the scenes book. An abundance of behind the scenes and uh, side documentaries um, related around the film. Just a nice big package of all the information you want on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And perfect for a little horror collection. So I'm very excited for that. And I think I think it releases in a month. So not that long to wait. Uh, no, not that long to wait. So, yeah. But it was uh, uh, 40, 40, $48 dollars. So I was so surprised how cheap that was for what it is. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be it'll be sick. You'll have to do a little unboxing. Yeah, I mean, especially as I show you, I, got, I don't think I showed you this. I got this. Whoa! Whoa! He's wrecking the set. Oh no! Well, it'll there'll be a new set when they move house. Soon. <laughs> um, I got this for Christmas, the Halloween 4K edition. Oh, nice! But it is. The best ones, Halloween 
Six, uh, the one with Paul Rudd, Halloween H2O, and Halloween Resurrection. That's what every collector wants, the best <laughs> The best ones. <laughs> but to get one to five in a collection, it's about £150. That is a lot. Yeah, that's why I was really surprised by how cheap the uh, TCM one was. So, mm. yeah, that's about it for me. Um, and I also watched a film called Baskin, which we're going to be talking about now. Yes, let's um, uh, let's crack on. I thought you were going to reveal a Baskin T-shirt or something. <laughs> right. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Let's go. Yeah, Baskin 2015. Did you have the same issue I did when Googling for information about this, that you got a lot of Carol Baskin and Baskin Robbins <laughs> sites popping up? Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, you have to really be really specific with uh, Baskin... 2015 movie yeah um yeah the, it, especially when I, and if you spell it wrong you get basking shark oh <laughs> you had yeah the, yeah you had the kept, G on the end. something kept trying to auto i was doing it on my phone at one point and it kept trying to auto correct basking shark and i was like yeah uh, no this is not what i'm after <laughs> um but yeah this was a film i i picked um a bit on my list my just in general to watch list for well, since it came out, 2015, and I just never got around to it. Ne simply never got around to it. It fell deep, deep, deep down on the backlog and um, mm -hmm. forgot about it until not long ago where it just popped up in my head. Oh, yes, I'd love to watch that. But hey-ho, I'm doing a podcast now. Why don't I save it and talk about it? And um, Fair enough. I mean, I'd never <laughs> heard of it until before you said, oh, we're doing this. And I was like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, Fair enough. I mean, not to be that uh, hipster sort of, personal podcast but yeah it's a bit of an obscure horror film you might not, you might not have, heard of, have heard of it um i like yeah, to watch but... turkish surreal horror films actually <laughs> rather than I'm Hollywood only, yeah i'm only watching films coming out of yeah um, eastern europe at the minute i won't watch hollywood horror no although having said that i have found a bunch of foreign uh horror films that i've got on the list at the minute that i'm just like yeah, this is a lot more interesting than what I've seen coming out of Hollywood just lately. Uh, so, that's, you know. for the most part, true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Why not be those guys? We had the resurgence last year, but Hollywood horror has been... It's not been great for, I would say, the past decade. But I mean, your, main, not... your main yeah, releases. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, I've not been hugely keen on it since the 80s, really. So. Well, yeah. But, hey-ho... But yeah, yeah. Um, so it, as as you said, yeah, it's uh, a film out of Turkey. Um, yeah, I believe the title. I did look. I did look up what the word "baskin" means. I did, and as I well. found. Did you find a website with fifty-two different definitions of what the word "baskin" means? <laughs> no, I went to Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> Just Dude, that would have been more intelligent. Um, I, yeah, I found this website and it was like, oh, this is the word basking and this is what it means in English. And it was, there was literally over 50 definitions for it. And I was like, yeah, how, how, how can it be? I mean, I don't speak Turkish, but is there something about context and inflection? 
I, well, I guess maybe, so. maybe, yeah. And, or or this website was just you know blowing absolute smoke. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So what did Google Translate say that Baskin means? Well, I got uh, we type in Baskin in the Turkish section, it pops up as the word raid in the English yes. section, which is interesting because of the plot, which we'll get onto in a minute, because I feel like we need to talk about the plot with this, because sure. it, it is an obscure film that people wouldn't have seen. So we mm. need to actually explain. But because of the plot, and it's called Raid, it's, it's kind of a little, little similar to the film The Raid. Mm-hmm. Point, which, by FYI, it's not a horror film, but go watch The Raid. The Raid is one of the best action films you'll ever see. Yeah, that is brilliant. Uh, where our group of protagonists are trapped in this building which eventually leads to another area of the building and quite literally it's a trap when they get into the building and they have to find a way to escape and it's basically what the raid is so that's my sort of similarity it's very loose similarity but i mean that's that's (laughs) fair in a nutshell a group of police officers are on a break Mm. um and they respond to a call for backup from a nearby abandoned building and once in said building they find themselves in a surreal and nightmarish world, which I think was the nice little handy IMDb um, outline of the plot. But that kind of sums it up. It's, I'm so it's... glad you did the plot because I would have messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we watched, I think you sent me the trailer for this before we, obviously yeah. before I sat down and watched it when we when you mentioned it last week. Yeah, it was on the last week. Yeah, yep. Um, and I, I kind of feel like the trailer sold me something different to what I actually got. Yep. When I watched That's it, That's what I thought as well. Like for me, this is it's described as a horror fantasy. Yeah. And for me, there is definitely a horror fantasy film. About halfway through this film, the tone just shifts completely. Yep. The horror element goes, broadly speaking, there's still horror elements, but it, it just, you're left with this very fantastical sequence that brings us up to the conclusion. Um, yeah, so did you, did you, do you agree with that? Did you find that? I completely that? agree. Um, like I said, I had originally seen the trailer years ago um yeah. and every now and then every couple of years i'd be like oh shit that film i gotta check that trailer out and check baskin trailer out and then i never end up watching it and then when i rewatched it for the purpose of showing you um i got hyped and I was like, yeah this this looks amazing this looks mental that was down to their marketing again yeah. which we discussed that i think some of the marketing was uh, one of the most gruesome films you'll ever see one of the most crazy films which and never helps which not it's not but it's not wrong technically it's not wrong there's, there's a lot of gore there's a lot of gore there's a lot of body horror stuff there is but i also feel like i saw most of it in the trailer yeah okay that's fair enough the trailer is a is a really good the trailer really represents the first half of the film well mm. the the running round in shadows and pov torchlight yeah. and weird Almost like uh, oh, some comparisons, um, something that springs to mind, and the name's escaping me, and I'm, 
I'm trying to bring it to mind. Set on a spaceship. We talked. You did an episode on Event it. Horizon. That's the one. Yes, yep. Event yep. Horizon. Yeah. I thought we were going to get some some Event Horizon yep. kind of goings on. Um, when they got in, particularly when they we they find the the surviving member of the squad that phoned for backup. I guess we we meant to think. Yeah, where well, he's banging his head up against the, the, the like he's just gone. He's lost it. Um, yeah, or as my note says, headbangers ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was having the ball of a time. Um, I, I think he does. Sorry, God. I was going to say he does end up laughing, so you know, I assume he's having he, a good time. He does, and we don't see him again after that. So he no. technically may have survived. Um, I think the other intrigue I had for this film originally was that I am always keen to see a creative's interpretation of hell mm-hmm. uh, on whether it be video game, uh, TV, film, whatever. Because it's it's obviously something that doesn't... I would say obviously something doesn't exist. It's theoretically something that doesn't exist, uh, whether you believe it or not. But it's not something you can literally see. So it is a creative thought process. And it, mm. people that don't go down the, the traditional route of in these dark caves with a lake of fire and people being tortured 24 7 it's nice to see something a bit different and that's what i always thought this film was about i remember reading the synopsis that yeah the the, the, our protagonists pretty much wander into hell somehow and they they're they're trapped in hell and i'm like okay Mm -hmm. i'm intrigued as to how this is going to be portrayed yeah i would have liked more I mean, I'd go as far as to say they don't go to hell. They're not in hell. Mm. Uh, that's I didn't. There's a lot. I, we, should, we should probably run through a bit more of the plot in depth. Um, yeah. In a minute, just because yeah. it it, things will make more sense if we do. But just before we get to that, um, there's a there's a couple of references throughout of worlds coming together and and. Uh, transportation to hell or ga- mm. uh, escorting to hell. Yeah. So hell is not not in it. But no. I didn't. I didn't get the impression that they like wandered into it. Or you know what I mean. I, I always felt like it was still very much set on Earth. Yeah. Perhaps mm. opening a doorway was the the plan. What was you know potentially going to happen. Or bringing well, part, yeah, just I, but yeah, I never felt like there was definite trans. You know that we yeah. went, we went from Earth to Hell at any point. Yeah, it, I, I don't. I think you're right. I think it's a specific location, Hell wise. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. It's very similar, similar in the in the idea of Event Horizon. I mean, Event Horizon was a it was a portal in a way uh, to the the, the the Hell dimension, but this was. <sighs> They, I mean, they do enter a loop, hell like yeah. a hell like loop, which we see mm-hmm. at the end. Um, but the oh, we, we're gonna uh, we're gonna spoil this, by the way. Oh, I'm, this I'm guessing we, every we're episode's gonna... full of spoilers. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Just wanted to be sure. <laughs> this film that you've never heard of that we're gonna tell you is actually pretty decent. We're also gonna spoil. All the um, comments go what? <laughs> I was about to watch that. Um, but just, just, just go back to yeah, the, the, the hell loop. But our anti- our main antagonist, there is a line that he mentions about 
is it like hell follows you? It's it's always yeah. it's with you. So I think yeah. that's what it's more like. You say it's more like you know it's not a location. It's so yeah okay. We're we talking like a psychological yeah your own personal hell, like a hell of the mind or something. Yeah okay yeah fair enough. I can see that. Um. Yeah. There was only I don't one know, but character. I, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of vague stuff in this yeah. movie that which i get i'm guessing is the point unless i really just missed some stuff i, I think, think it, it is the point miss. that it's, it is supposed to be open yeah. ended as to just what just what's going on um but there is a lot of um there there are things that are said and things that happen where mm. that just kind of come out of nowhere mm. um like for example the key like yes yeah i agree like where do, where does that come from it's set up it's foreshadowed with comments and things right at the beginning mm. or near the beginning but then it's hang on a minute it's an actual physical key that is you know spoiler in somebody's neck yeah <laughs> it's just yeah. it's it's weird and you can't you kind of get the sense that some of the characters are involved like they know something's there they knew that they were heading into something or what they were they knew what they were heading into or but it's never explicitly said that they knew what they were getting themselves into and it's all just a bit vague just a bit too vague i think it is uh, i i i did like and didn't like the fact that so our main group of protagonists are five cops uh two rookies one being our main character really and then three like uh plain clothes cops but yeah they didn't uh they didn't give each of this these cops their unique own unique characteristic really apart from one which was um in theory, in theory his his hell was brought brought to him in the torture chamber at the end. Is that, that uh, Yavuz? Yavuz, yeah, because he, yeah, yeah. he's brought across with such an ego, such a mass, toxic masculinity and obsessed with sex, which then comes back to literally uh, bite him in the ass or the eyes yeah. um, in the end. But no, no one else really gets that. Um, they don't. Even, I mean, even. So, the, so, there's, five, so there's five characters. There's five yeah. or five cops. We've got Arda, Remzi, Apo, Seife, and Yavuz. And apologies if I'm butchering the pronunciation of those names. Um, oh, so, wait, you want to try and you want to try and pronounce the father's uh, the the character the father's real name? No, I don't. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to last night, and I could not <laughs> do it at all. Um, so yeah, so Arda is the new guy um we 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 are set up that he's had like a haunted past like the film opens with this uh the scene of a young child waking up um the first point of horror because he can hear his parents doing it in the next room and he gets up to investigate that's the scariest, <laughs> scariest moment of the that film the scariest bit Terrifying. talking about what scares us in horror that was like <laughs> straight out the gate <laughs> um but yeah so he he, he gets up and a door, an adjacent door to his parents' room opens and there's a creepy hooded mm. figure's arm extends to, to grab him and and then it sort of jumps forward. Um, and it's it's not explained until later that that was like him as a young child, but yeah. we flash back to that scene a couple of times. 
um, and it, it becomes apparent that that's that is the young the young Arda. Mm. Uh, then we've got Remzi or the boss, so he's like the uh, the senior officer. Yeah. Um, Apo is. I got the impression he was like the second in command. He was. Yeah, uh, they didn't. They didn't. Again, vague. It was never really any specifics as to who was no tiered. You know, he's probably the least fleshed out character in it. Yeah, like he agreed. doesn't. Apart from having quite a striking death, mm. nothing. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> very good. Very um, good. Yes, I had to think for a second. Yeah, very. He gets a sledgehammer <laughs> to the head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which actually doesn't kill him randomly, but anyway, I couldn't we'll get, believe that. I couldn't we'll believe that. No, no, I couldn't either. Um, so anyway, but yeah, I got the impression he's kind of like the second in command. He was like the the next sort of senior ranked officer. Uh, and then there's Safe, who's another another young officer. Yeah. Um, and then Yavuz, who my note on his character is an experienced brutish cop, Tommy from Goodfellas vibe. And we basically yeah, <laughs> we basically introduced to him, and he's 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 certainly got the most going on in that yeah uh, in that opening scene in in this restaurant. He's telling stories of his let's say his interest in a wide range of sexual proclivities. I think is is fair to say. He essentially says something along the lines of, "I've done it with everyone in every which way there is," or words to that effect. No um, shame. And then he doesn't all, care. No, no, not not in the slightest. I mean, he tells like a fairly graphic story, and and also yeah. gives us a really odd statistic about Turkish men. Is it him that says that? Did you pick up on that? Uh, is that during his uh, lovely story? It, it's all around that conversation that they're having, yeah. and it's something something that, that apparently seventy percent of Turkish men do or have done no i don't think i did pick up on that which is okay uh, well <laughs> it's... if you watch it you'll find out what it is yeah. i ain't gonna repeat it because <laughs> fine. Yeah, fine. You know. um but yeah he, he, so we get we get a lot of flavor on uh his character in this in this scene where he's talking about his sort of um his sex life his wild varied sex life and he also picks a immediately picks a fight with the young waiter in that in that restaurant for not for a very small slight i can't re remember what it is it, well it's actually it's very much like a tommy and goodfellas moment the kid is laughing at the story he's telling yeah. and he then takes offense to to it it's it's very strange how is he funny how the fuck is he yeah funny? Huh? it's it's very much that kind of huh? like i want like if i was if somebody turned around if the director turns around and says that it was an homage to that then i'd totally believe it because that's definitely it definitely gave me that vibe it's um, a happy coincidence so yeah so this so they're sitting around and they they're having a meal um and then they get a call and, and off they go but before that we get the meat delivery yeah this this kind of um kind of uh throws you off a bit because you you're led to believe that it's focused on quite a lot it's for the this it's the main focus of the sound yeah. the visual effect i mean a bucket of meat is delivered by a creepy guy don't know what meat don't know what meat we don't is, know but, what uh... meat we don't even know if they eat it no it's just been cooked but 
sort of as the film goes on and ends, I did kind of think, are we supposed to infer that perhaps it's human meat and they've eaten it and that's all part and parcel of what's happened to them? Yeah, but, I, my interpretation was there was there's a, there's a shot where the, I was Lucy call him the chef, um, the cook. He's using like a small um, fan to to blow the blow the uh, uh, hot air. I, I don't know how how it would work. I, it seemed like that that was focused on quite a lot. So my my mind was that our hooded figure, who we find out later, is a very important uh, character in the film, delivered this meat, whatever meat this was, and then our cook is in cahoots with him, blowing the. I don't know the essence of this meat out into the restaurant where our, our protagonists are, which then that then sends them into quote unquote hell. Mm. Um, I, I don't know, very very loose idea, but yeah, there, there yeah. was no answer to it. There was no reasoning no. in the end for it. No, there's a lot open to interpretation, which yeah. isn't isn't I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but sometimes it might help to just be mm. have your hand held a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so we, we have that. Um, they set off, they get this call that backup's needed and, and off they all, they pile into their van, have a bit of a sing-along on the way. <laughs> it randomly turns into some Turkish pop music. It randomly turns into some sort of... But they're really, really involved in it. They're loving uh, it, yeah. It was great. They're in a great sing-along. <laughs> um, Do you notice, actually, before they set off... Uh... <coughs> Excuse me, um, Seth Safi, uh, oh, Seth Safi, when he was in mm-hmm. the, the the bathroom, uh, the stalls. Did you notice the hooded figure behind him when yes, he bent? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. that was so nice. Be- his that was mom. nice because it wasn't a jump scare. No, and I, I actually had a few moments in this film, which we'll get to the, uh, as we go on, that would have been a jump scare if this was, shall we say, Hollywood horror? Yeah, traditional. But, I did. I, I did second guess as to whether I'd seen it at first. I rewound it to check same. because same. I I was like, is it? Have I seen what I think I've seen, or is it just like a sort of jacket on the back of the door, a towel hung up on the back of the door, or something? Well, you'd yeah. have been told that you'd have seen it if it was a proper jump scare. You'd have been mm-hmm. told by the audio, the sound yeah. booming that you've. Yeah. Whereas you're 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 with this, you're more like, hang on a minute, wait, what? Wait, yeah, no, was it was it was good. Which I love. I much prefer that. It makes yeah. things creepier. It does make things a lot creepier. Um, so they have, yeah, they have their little. Uh, they're off in the van, and they crash. Basically, a figure runs into the road. Mm. They hit him, and the van ends up in a in a river. And yeah. then we get is that we get another flashback scene. I think, don't we then? Um, you, I think it's the scene. Yes, where uh, b- 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 oh, names again, Arda and older gentleman who is basically his guardian, the boss, Remzi. Yeah, Remzi. Basically, discussing. I'll just tell him a story of when he was younger. I can't actually remember the story too. That's it. It's about his friend dying in a car crash, and that, and that's how we find out that it's him as the young child in the opening scene. Yeah, that's what confirms it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so they have this crash. Um, They find some weird scratches on the van. Yeah, Um, Mm. and then they meet some 
actually they find locals. they find those scratch they they pull over first before the crash because a, a ah, naked, right, a naked figure runs in front which we i assume is the our main antagonist at the end but he looks uh-huh. like him uh he he runs across them as they're driving they pull over to see what's up and then they see these weird scratches which again it's not really it's not explained no what they are at no point later like the whole just to jump forward a little bit yeah yeah yeah. there's a strong there's a strong implication that they have been selected yes to be in the position that they are completely um and then and i think a couple of things don't make sense at the time but when you kind of realize that at the end and look back Mm. there are things that foreshadow so i'd say the meat delivery is one of them the scratches that they see on the van is another Mm. where it's that's the implication that they were destined to to end up where they end up either because well because they were drawn they've they've been drawn there selected by whatever means and yeah like is that a spell that's that's carved on there to make things happen uh, it's it's something in that vein is is the the takeaway that i got from it yeah yeah mm. um also <coughs> sorry sorry about the coughing folks um one one thing related to, like the meat and the scratches just things like that that don't really not so much get an answer or a reasoning for but are just there without a f- uh, without your hand being held as to why they're there the frogs frogs there's a lot of frogs in this film yeah they're everywhere then there's there's not really a payoff to it no 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 I, it's just a, just i don't know a kind of creepy slimy weird creature mm, yeah. is it just you know what i mean could it have been worms could it have been is it literally just we have a bunch of frogs let's put them in the film I, yeah there's never a payoff for it but no <laughs> at various points in my notes, it just says frogs. Yeah, that's more what I got. frogs. Frog <laughs> soap. Just <laughs> so if you like frogs, like ten on ten, this film's great. <laughs> cracking, cracking frog film. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're right. Yeah. Sorry. They do. They pull over and they find the scratches. Uh, then they pile back in the van, mm. set off again, and then yeah, they, yep. they hit somebody crashing the river. It then transpires that they've that whoever they hit has disappeared, and yeah. they're left to make the rest of the way on foot. At which point they encounter um, some some creepy locals. Yeah, who are, I, I feel like in the in this first half, there's there's a lot of like good horror, well, traditional horror tropes being ticked off. Yeah, you've got some some weird locals something weird happening to the vehicle um a creepy little kid saying something bizarre it it it, it hits a lot of the beats um it does so it feels ha- you the, the, the first act second act in the mansion the third act in the chamber they feel very mm-hmm. isolated uh and the first act, yeah. Though, yeah definitely hits those notes like you said yeah um so yeah they have this little run in and basically they they just it, it's it, it can it's kind of, it's neither here nor there really. Mm. The little girl says something ominous. Did you did you look up what she said? No, uh, the copy you... the copy I acquired. Uh, I had the the subtitles for the Turkish language, mm-hmm. uh, 
but she speaks in French, right? I wasn't, wasn't sure because I was no. Well, I watched it on. I watched it on. You watch the Amazon version. Okay. Oh no, no, no! It was, <laughs> it was the English version. Um. Well, no, it wasn't. It was the Turkish version with yeah, English yeah. English subs. Um. What the little girl says wasn't subtitled. Yeah, wasn't so, for me. So I paused it. It does sound like French. I'll give mm. you that. It does sound like French. But I Googled it to find out what she... Did you look up what she says? No, no, I never did, actually. What did right, she say? Right, okay. So I Googled it to find out. I thought, oh, this might be an interesting little thing. And yeah. I was thinking of the thing. If you know what the Norwegians are shouting at the beginning, it spoils the entire film for you. Yes, that's you a very good point. You never I thought, oh, it might be interesting say. to find out what she says. So I, I Googled it and... I found I found two two posts. The one was a Reddit post, and then the other was a comment on a random um, random movie forum that was basically a cut and pasting of this Reddit post. The wording was exactly the same, um, and they'd watched a dubbed version. And right. she says, um, and I made a note of it, and I've lost the note. Du -du -du. Uh, Tonight, two worlds will merge into one. Ah, is what she's is, is supposedly what she says, but nobody was particularly clear about what the language was she was speaking. But that was on a dubbed version that this poster, this commenter well, watched. The, 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 our, our police officers, they're they've been called to assist with uh, basically back up uh, a unit that's having some trouble in this town. I can't remember the pronunciation. The end of I, it's like uh, ice ice gack or well, something like that. Gonna yeah. butcher it, uh, but the problem is this place is notorious for troubling times, shall we say, mysterious uh, mm. times happening. And then one of your one 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 of the um, weird family that they meet is just constantly laughing at them. It's almost like he knows, yeah, you guys are fucked. You guys are absolutely yeah. fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've got to go in there. That's a yeah. dangerous, you weird place. It's. They're they're very much there to just hammer home the point, I think. Aren't yeah. They? And one um, of them becomes a, their their tour guide. Like one of them actually uh, shows them di the direction. It says it's only like two hundred meters through the woods, but actually takes them there. And then yeah. when they do enter the building, he pieces out. He's I'm I'm, straight not with, I'm, not, I'm not dealing with this shit. I mean, I so, think he's kind of coerced to take. Yeah. Them. It's it's he's threatened basically, isn't he? Because um, he's not up for going. But yeah, they, they head to this building, which we're told was a former police station at one point and was yeah. a stable after that. So it's not got any particularly creepy. We're, we're not told anything particularly weird's ever gone down there. It's not like it's no a, a, a known site for hauntings or we're not, we're not given any information that might be sort of traditionally creepy or scary. When they set foot in the building, well, actually yeah. before they set foot in the building, there's loads of weird Blair Witch-esque fetishes hanging up all over the place. So like talismans or something yeah. hanging around. Um, and there, uh, there is mention that there's a shrine nearby, I think, isn't there? Or yeah. something like that. I was um, getting big. I don't know if you were, if you've ever played the series, if you're aware of the series. Uh, in the first Resident Evil game, I was getting big vibes from the beginning of that film to this because in the first Resident Evil game... Uh, Alpha team is sent to investigate yeah, Bravo yeah, yeah. team at the mansion, at the Spencer mansion. You're right. And it, I was just getting that sort of vibe. This is this man. It's not. It's kind of a mansion. It's a big building. It is. I'd, I'd call it a mansion, even though yeah. it's a, it's an Ottoman era building. 
in the middle of nowhere, pitch black darkness, bit eerie, there's a police car abandoned outside, and they've pretty much gone to investigate this first team that went into there. Mm-hmm. So I was, getting, I was getting a little vibes like that. I'm sure it wasn't uh, purposefully referenced, but it's just a coincidence. I, I, I think it may be. I think it might be. Um, I mean, my general sort of vibes for the whole film are Aliens, Silent Hill, and Hellraiser. Yeah. That, um, that Those three things kind of mash together. Um, just with the, the way it works, because I, I, I said Aliens, obviously there's nothing sort of science fiction going on, really. No. It's more rooted in the supernatural. But I agree with Silent a, Hill, though. Sure. There's a lot of that build-up, and then once it hits, it everything runs very quickly after that. And it reminds yeah. me a lot in Aliens. There's a lot of build-up getting towards Hadley's Hope, but as soon as that first Xenomorph uncoils from the wall, then it's action, 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 all the way to the end. So it, it's... It, and I felt that the same kind of rhythm watching this. Yeah, I really um, appreciated the slow build for mm. the first third to a like a half of it you know, the pacing was really was really good actually i didn't, I didn't feel bored or no. feel like a dull moment with it no i liked it a lot and like i said i thought i, I in some ways i kind of wish it had stuck with that because mm. i was enjoying the kind of haunted house creepy yes. vibes we were we were getting and i yeah. wasn't although it, it had a really cool aesthetic i just wasn't as invested with the second half with the whole ritual mm. room and the, I mean, it had some good moments and there's there's gore and stuff in there. There's some cool looking monsters or whatever, yeah. but the 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 tone and the it wasn't. It, it could have been two separate films. You know what I mean? It was yeah. too. It was too detached. I would have um, preferred more exploring in our mansion. Yeah, yeah much yeah, yeah. more. Just batshit crazy rooms. Like what the f- what's going on down there? I mean, the first room we that w- we go into is just wild in itself. Uh, yeah. But just more of that sort of tone. I mean, not exactly what's going on, but that sort mm-hmm. of horrific tone in exploring this mansion. Like how there's a staircase that just goes down and deep down into the mm-hmm. the uh, I don't say basement. It just goes down, down, down into the earth beneath the mansion. Yeah, I, I think I think it did that well. I think it did present yeah. this as being like a labyrinth like yeah you could easily get lost in there and there's not to say that it's not old buildings and old buildings and old buildings and some of those like underground chambers could have even been like timeless sort of yeah it had that sort of vibe to it um so yeah eventually so they head into this building and they f- they fairly quickly come across a member of alpha team um <laughs> banging his head against the wall yeah just hap- happily away just thumping thumping repeatedly smacking he his has head seen into the wall. some shit that guy mm-hmm. um and this very quickly kind of sets up the the threat yeah um that something obviously something's not right in here uh he is sent off with safety is that right? Is it him that's... He's asked to escort him out? Yes, uh, out to the police car, yeah, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, While the rest of them are going to carry on exploring. But I believe it's... I don't think... 
Are they make it outside because I feel like Sophie ends up at the first at the, at the the room I, I mentioned a minute ago. Yes, he hears a noise on his way. He does indeed. And goes <laughs> to check it out. As I'm sure any good police officer would, you can't really yeah. hold it against him. Something's clearly gone fucking down in this place. Aye. So it, he goes to check it out and finds, what did I describe it as? I vaguely remember writing something ridiculous. It was um, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, where is my note? I've got so many it's, random notes. Go, cool, I mean, go on, Tom. Go, it's a, you, basically a monster orgy. That's what say, I like. <laughs> say if he finds the gimp orgy, is what I've written. <laughs> yep, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no other way to describe it, really, is there? That it's well, a monster, like, and they are very the the look of the creatures. I mean, I think I think it's they're supposed to be human. I think they are deranged yeah. human cultists. I think like it'd be an accurate description. But there's a lot of kind of yeah, weird disguise, body modification, yeah. like bags on heads and mm. rivets and piercings, and you you never really get a close enough look. No, which is uh, fine. Yeah. Which is absolutely definitely. fine. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of difficult to just see what they are, what is going on, mm. whether there's any sort of... But I, but I think it's kind of weird. Yeah, it, it's people that have maybe deformed themselves in some way rather than deformed people, yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. And it's not presented as a jump scare again. No, it's, no, it's it. It's subtle. You don't see too much of it, and that is scarier than if he just entered the room with one of one of them. Them, they're just standing there, suddenly going. Mm. <laughs> No, they're going, and he's kind of stood in the middle. If anything, it's the opposite. You get sort of overwhelmed. It's like an yeah. overwhelming of the senses because he's in. He's kind of in the middle of this. Room. It's like a shower room. So yeah. he's in this. He's in the middle with, and there's cubicles all around him, and he's sort of spinning round. And there's literally like a rutting shapes in every corner, and then they all sort of overwhelm him and basically. Well, you never see him die though. Uh, well, you do because he comes back at the end. You get he's when they when they all get captured. Yeah, he's chained up. He gets stabbed. Seth, is he? Is that not him? There's I'm four sure chained up. There's uh, Oppo, Remzi, Arda, and Yavoz. Yavoz. Oh, hang on no, a minute. Who, you never see who him. Get, who gets stabbed in the eye then? Yavos, because he gets stabbed in the eye and then forced to uh, mate with Goat Woman. Right. <laughs> Which, yeah. I mean, it had to Think be about that, at folks. some point, didn't it? Think about <laughs> that sentence, folks. He gets stabbed in the eye and forced to mate with the Goat Woman. Oh, yeah. Yes, you heard that. You heard that right. <laughs> ah, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm you never I'm see I'm... him die. No, you don't. You're right then, you don't. I misremembered that and I thought he was back there for that end scene. But uh, but now that's it. That's the end of him. Yeah. He just he's he's gone. I mean, I'm sure um, he's dismembered and what, sure, you know. Because as we find out, though, while while that's happening to him, the rest of the squad 
have continued exploring and they find a bunch of like ritual stuff all the like, fun rooms just every every sort of cliche there's drawings on the walls of yeah. for a lot of foreshadowing there yeah. is a picture of somebody copulating with some kind of goat creature yep there's a lot of symbols there's a lot of chains and candles and padlocks and a, a lot of just general occult scribblings and scrawlings and paraphernalia like all over this place yeah and then they find the butcher shop yeah they walk that was, into uh, the, yeah they walk into a room and it's another gimp orgy assault on the senses kind of a scene where it's glimpsed through a dirty shower curtain you can't quite tell i thought it was going to be another like sexy time happening but bit of a abattoir aesthetic going yeah. on at points uh, because you've got what we'll call uh the butcher with her meat cleaver she's she's mm-hmm. up she's she's up to something she's she's cutting up some sort of body and yeah. we get the reveal of her turning around it's 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 it is it is a human body it is a human mm-hmm. but i don't know it's not a possessed human it's it's not like it's not someone who's uh besotted by whatever cult this is it's it's a monster like a monster yeah again i mean there's no there's no speech there's no there's no dialogue there's no No. screaming haha we'll cut you up or eat your soul or just aggression off the bat Uh, yeah it's just yeah rabid ferocity and they're they're set upon by a bunch of cultists shall we call them cultists yeah one, um, one thing, um, just while they are searching the mansion, I did note down that I really love the use of uh, light. Uh, mm. Like sometimes it's really pitch black, or there's some blinding, like 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 at the be- right at the scene at the beginning with um, a young Arda, and then the his bedroom door opens and the hand blinding bright red light. It's really mm. it's really beautiful, and it's used a lot in this this mansion, especially at the end. Um, Gave me uh, very much Suspiria vibes, um, original Suspiria, and I I've also noted down Suspiria because the the soundtrack, the the OST was giving me Goblin vibes from Suspiria, very simple. Oh, okay, but it's the, the soundtrack is used very repetitive throughout. The sound generally across the entire film yeah. is very well done. Yeah, um, it's it is from the the wet sloppy sounds of meat being chopped up in that earlier scene um, horrible horrible the the music overshadowing the screaming during the eye stabbing yeah like there's no you can't you can barely hear the 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 cries of pain or anything like that because the it's like somebody's turned the radio up to mask it this yeah this tune plays over um during the whole pov torch lit creepy stuff we've got like dirgy bass tony there's dark synth in there yeah there's melodic death metal at the end and then some weird classical music at some point that sounds like it's been taken out of pride and prejudice or some other (laughs) periods the the music's really all over the place but works and yeah I, i really like the it's not something i usually pay attention to in film watching generally but we do talk about it quite a lot, so I've, I made special effort to to pay attention to it. 
And it's it, not, yeah, it's not necessarily a key point with a lot of horror films. Like the I music. enjoyed what they did um, with the sound in this. Yeah, the, the sound was fantastic. I didn't mean that to be so much of a tangent. It was more so going off the um, the lighting um, mm-hmm. as well. It just, it reminded me of Suspiria and then as did the the sound design as well. Um, yeah. But big, big Italian horror vibes from this. Mm-hmm. Um, really. Yeah. Uh, such as Suspiria. Uh, but yeah, back to the mansion. Um, where the reveal, oh. every room reveal, basically at the same time. Of mm-hmm. uh, Oppo is in the room with what I assume is a child in a cage. Oh yeah, again, it's now you don't get a good enough look. No, you, you don't. don't really get a good enough look. But it looks like a, it does look like an overturned baby crib. Yeah, yeah. Rather than like a metal constructed cage, I, I, my first thought was, oh, that's a, that's a baby crib. Yeah. turned over but there's a lot going on there's a lot going on in all those scenes that and it's like you say the where the lighting is you don't see very much very clearly there's mm. a lot of quick cuts um but the general sort of gist is that there's lots of sort of body parts and animal bits and more sort of super uh, occult paraphernalia mm. mm-hmm. and crazy people chasing them around it all it's, it's yeah, I just again wish there was more sort of, of it yeah yeah and, and which is going back to what we we're saying about the trailer that's kind of what i was prepared the entire for the entire yeah. film to be would this be this cat and mouse almost like wreck something yeah. very much I, I was expecting wreck basically i think um something very close to yep completely and, yeah they're trapped yeah. in the mansion and just mm-hmm. Oh shit! Uh, here's the, here's the complete um, reveal of what's going on in this mansion. Run away! Run! We all split up. We we all, we don't intend to split up. We get split up in the mansion. We're hiding and we're trying. We're discovering new things about the mansion. Yeah. Discovering more about the cult and what's going on over time. Yeah, and it, it felt a bit, a little bit rushed. But I they obviously wanted to get to the main third act uh, with the father and the torch chamber. Yeah, I, but you, the, but I don't I don't think the rushing was a bad thing because I liked it. I liked mm. that pace of it, and I would have, like I say, would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that because yeah. I felt that that third act fell a little flat with mm. because there hadn't been there hadn't been enough setup to what was going on to justify that third act. Yeah, and it felt and sort of vice versa that felt like a bit of a letdown after the wreck style chasing running around screaming bits we were getting before that so it it never really gelled well enough if that makes sense yeah no i understand what you're saying yeah i mean all this actually just remind me all this does happen below the mansion right this does actually happen in your main ground floor because when when they meet the cop that's banging his head on the wall he then points just points over there which is down the stairway mm-hmm. they go down yeah i think once they're down a few flights into the the earth yeah into the ground that's where they find all these rooms um the only one yeah. on the ground floor is the one safety finds which is like the shower room yeah because they have that moment when yavos is like i'm not fucking going down there yeah or, or however he puts it but basically has his little oh fine i'll come kind of moment um yeah. So yeah, so they have this attack and this there's a bit of running around. Apple gets his 
head smashed in with a sledgehammer. Um, is that by the father or is that by the father's assistant? Because it's a I, hooded figure behind him that just. Appeared. I thought I Who's... thought it was just a random cultist. Right. Yeah, it could have been. Uh, yeah. Just kind of a a larger one. Like mm. there's just kind of a maybe a sub boss in a video game yeah. context, I guess. Just kind of a bigger, beefier dude. Yeah. Um. So he smashes he smashes his head in, and then I think we get another flashback scene, if I remember right, rightly. Because the, um, yeah, the first flashback is where it's a bit of the um, Jordan Peele get out where you, you fall into, he falls into mm. the, the water or never, ether, whatever, and the hand goes to grab him. That's what I note down as the first flashback scene. I can't remember the second one. It go, it, they go back to the restaurant again. Yeah. I think it's the second time they go back to the restaurant and there is more talk of uh, between Ramsey and Arda about. Him, he, he makes several references. Uh, Ramsey makes several references to Arda about how he he promised his uncle that he was going to prepare him and he was going to watch over him and and he makes yeah. uh, there's a reference to him. Oh, what is it? It's not. Oh, is this... he talks. It's not the bit where about passing the key. That's the next time. That's the next back. one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but he talks about being prepared for something. Um, yeah, and he discusses. And again, he, he mentions it, about the hooded figure. Yeah, and it's revealed that he's been seeing him his whole life, and Ramsey yeah. has as well. So yeah, so this is where this 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 idea that they've been prepared for it, or they've been these mm. people have been selected for some reason, um, but it's not ever explained how how they were selected or why they were selected but it's a very vague film isn't it it's, it's it a is very vague film in in the in the ways where you want that little bit more information it's just impossible to to get and like i say you can leave things open to interpretation that's fine but you could come up with several different plots with how vague everything is there needs yeah. to be a little bit more solid info there for for the audience I think. Um, but yeah, it's an, it is, it's that section where he reveals that they've been seeing this hooded figure around and something's, they're on the, the verge of something happening. Um, is that the second flashback part of when, so Oppo has been hitting the head with a sledgehammer and they're all running, running away, yeah. uh, from the monstrosities surrounding them, but as they're running away, Arda suddenly transitions into his old apartment. Is is it that yeah. part of the, the flashback? Yeah, I think it goes from his 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 dream yeah. straight to the restaurant, if That's I remember it. rightly. It's all part of one section. Yeah. And then it it fades in from black mm. and they're all chained up. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, and then that's and that marks this very definite tone shift for me from running around in a spooky haunted dark house to mm. like X-rated Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, a, a little a, bit. I think <laughs> um, a little bit of torture porn. So the the ritual scene and there's a lot of torture porn. We've got uh, Apo who's still somehow alive, his intestines being. 
fingered, pulled yeah, out. Yeah, he, he got obviously whacked in the head with a sledgehammer and somehow brought down to... Because I don't think he, he was part of the group when they were trying to escape. Uh, but when... When his uh, chest is exposed, uh, his shirt gets ripped off. His his uh, stomach, guts area, um, it already looks like it's been cut open. It's been cut open and stitched back together, and then the stitches are then ripped open again. But so it's yeah, slowly ripped open. The, mm-hmm. the the father who we've been mentioning, um, yes, re- the, revealed the, the hooded figure is revealed as the. the I don't think he's actually called the father. It's just what it's, uh, it's credited as, I believe. I'm right. He is played by an actor called Mehmet Karahoglu, I'm going to say, or Sarah Sarah Hoglu. He's a Turkish actor, but suffers from a very rare skin condition. Uh, I couldn't actually find, couldn't get the research on what the condition is. But No, I couldn't either. I've, I've never seen this skin condition before. And God bless him, perfect casting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He he looks. It's it's a hard one to describe. He looks fantastic for the part. Um, yeah, he's a very softly spoken character. He's not. He's not Vincent Price evil. <laughs> he's he's very softly spoken in, in in a way telling you, "I'm going to do this to you now. I'm going to gut you. You will find peace once I've gutted you, or you've banged this goat woman." Like he's very calmly spoken. <laughs> He is, yeah, very, very so. Uh, the the charismatic cult leader yes. vibe is the is the yeah is it, that is his character and he does it very well. Like you say, he's very softly spoken. Yeah. Um, uh, with a, a a weird sidekick. That yes, I'd who I call Doctor Satan. Yeah, I I was calling her the Witch Mother. Witch I don't mother. know why, Mummy Witch or something similar, just because. I thought it was a female-looking witchy character, I guess. I don't know. I thought it was uh, a male. I, I, don't, I don't think they were named. I mean, I, I can't say I looked too closely. And they had a bag on their head, I think, as well. Yeah. See, th- I was. Uh, I thought Dr. Satan from House of a Thousand Corpses. That is about a shout. Uh, I'm trying to... Oh, yeah, I was trying to find the image. Or there Richard O'Brien in Rocky Horror. <laughs> yes. There you go. I just sent you a picture on the Discord. That that's what I was imagining. Yeah, yeah, the very Dr. much. Satan. Like that. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. sort of the sort of hair curtain around the sort mm-hmm. of board on top, hair curtain around the sides with the mask on. But um What do we we see that uh that figure first before the father appears? Because the father we comes do. down the spiral staircase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there, there's a little bit of they're there to just kind of cavort evilly, yeah. like prodding and poking, and just generally being kind of a, a freaky jester type. Yeah, because um, they 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 don't speak, and I don't think. Oh, well, I think the main role is to ferry the father's little stool around. Yes, His little footstool that he stands <laughs> yeah. on, and collect the um, the newborn. <laughs> The newborn rock, which we'll get to. Oh yeah, that, yep. one, yeah, that was very <laughs> weird. About that. I'd forgotten about that. Yep, <laughs> that, that went nowhere, didn't it? <laughs> no, it really didn't. Yeah. It really, I've, I've uh, totally just, forgotten about it. That was just came, a thing. 
gave birth to a peach stone and then just <laughs> it was yeah. yes i felt exactly what i thought it was like a little stone yeah <laughs> i mean it's not it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere and it's not explained clearly no. but the imp- the impression i got was that each of the so at this point we've got four character four of the characters are chained to pillars there's apo arda um remzi yavuz and remzi yeah and based on what happens to each of them and stuff it's like they're being tested to find out who's worthy of yeah the gift being escorted to hell i don't it's unclear i'm not sure what the prize it's very is unclear for, yeah for being worthy but it does seem like they're being tested so apart from poor apple who just gets eviscerated but yeah we mentioned about his uh his his guts were had already been mm-hmm. he'd have been gutted and restitched but as the father is unstitching the, the wound <laughs> it's so gentle he goes in with his fingers and just it's so gentle. Like I said about his 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 vocal performance, it's so gentle. He just goes yeah. in and just starts gently, gently pulling like a magician pulling out the multicolored the handkerchiefs. Uh, handkerchiefs yeah. You know, um, it's brutal it... because of how gentle it is. I think, but it, but there's no reason for it. It's it's almost like no, there isn't. He's a fidget spinner, and while the <laughs> villain's monologuing, he <laughs> happens to be pulling out some entrails. It's purely just for the sort of body horror yeah. element, I think, um, and it's it's done very well, and the effects are great. Very, everything's very gory and grimy, and looks everything looks really good. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's Yavuz who gets he the gets first it bad test. Yeah. Um, so a a a gate opens a store a, a stone doorway opens. Yeah, and then and our assistant uh, p- uh, picks up a chain, which is then uh, attached to a... I thought she was already pregnant. Um, a somewhat naked woman with a... Not a goat's mask, but a skinned goat's head mm-hmm. over... As if Leatherface was wearing the skin... Uh, yeah. As a full, a full head, a full head on her head mask. Yeah, it wasn't. Just, what I actually like about that wasn't. It wasn't like the skull. It was a skinned head, mm-hmm. so the flesh was still there. Yeah. Um, but and you've anyway, got she, to have she, the goat's head she, somewhere in this. If she comes do. crawling out, and this is this is foreshadowed in the ritual room. We see there's a drawing of somebody yeah. having sex with a goat-headed figure, um, yeah. and and I was you know seeing it in that earlier scene that I thought. I didn't realize it was foreshadowing anything, obviously, until the, you don't until it happens. But it kind of just looked like typical, stere- just stereotypical. Draw me some devil shit. Mm. Um, somebody having sex with a goat. Yes, that'll do. Check. <laughs> that'll do. That's yeah. Pen- pentagram. Check. You know what I mean? Um, it's fucked up enough. But, but yeah, he's um, he's taken down from his his pillar that he's chained to. And is he blinded? For, I don't think he's blind. Is he blinded first? Well, uh, as you mentioned about the assistant and the little stool, the, it, it, the camera always focuses on that stool whenever it it's placed down. And there's a little bit of etching on it. I, I don't think it's read. It's not. Um, can't read it's it. It's not particularly legible, but it no. makes you. It makes you think. Am I supposed to see something relevant here? Yeah. And thinking about it now, I'm wondering if it's the same scratching that's on the van. 
Oh, it could be because the scratching on the van wasn't legible either. They were just to sort of say, could, but there was there was some symbology to it. Yeah. So is it is it just a, a reinforcement of that link? I, I'd have to I'd have be. to look at it again. I'd have to watch it again. Yeah, sure. yeah I think it could be. Um, but but by, yeah. I was just going to say, by this point, it's kind of irrelevant anyway. We know that these, it is. this cult have got these, like, it doesn't, yeah. we don't need that. Um, Once but, the the stall is focused on the place down, the father, because he's a short fella, has to stand on it. And there's a really nice little back and forth between the father and Yavoz, because he is an, Yavoz was an aggressive ego. He's a very masculine man. But as much as he was being aggressive to the father, father keeps cool, keeps calm, and tells him, I think he tells him what he's going to do. And that's where we get the line about hell uh, is with you. Um, and uh, what did I, I put down? Uh, yeah, so the father, he calls out Yavuz's name as he's closed his eyes so that he would open his eyes and then it's straight in with the knife. Mm-hmm. Um I can't remember why he closes his eyes in the first place. Uh, is there some, there's some scared. sort of open your eyes to see the real <laughs> truth kind of reason yeah. behind it, I think, isn't there? But the so, eye stab in itself is it's brutal. I mean, yeah, the, all all of the... It's very torture porny, body horror sort of yeah. stuff, um, which, as we discussed in the other episode, isn't something that ever scares me. No. Um, but it's it's very well done, and it looks as horrible and painful as you might imagine um yeah and again the weird use of sound it's like somebody turns a radio up all of a sudden you get this piece of music that comes in over the screaming yeah um which is but not fully it it, you can still hear some of the screaming in the background it's it's an odd choice either Mm. all or nothing kind of thing but we end up with this halfway um Anyway, then, you know, without further ado, then. he's kind of, he's unchained and led to perform the deed. Is it, Does he get drugged? Do, now. Because I miss this. <laughs> now, I did put a note. How on earth did Yavuz get an erection? See, which is exactly what I said. I was like, I, I was watching this with my missus and I was like, and actually she made some comment about, essentially being a rape scene or, or something uh, yeah. similar and i was like but how is he like able to perform and and she and she pointed out that he'd had something blown in his face or something at some point which i completely missed mm. so i'm not sure and now and you're confirming i'm that... i'm mind blanking on that as well mm. um i mean the only the only he does get help from the assistant Right. Uh, the assistant, I remember seeing that he, you know, it's gets in him. there, fluffs him a bit. <laughs> <coughs> and I think does help with the uh, process of mating, yeah. shall we say. Um, but mean, yeah, like, it's impressive. I mean, give him, give him some credit. I suppose the other thing is that we've had the foreshadowing when, when he's, he's told us that yeah. he's pretty much up for anything. So getting your eyes stabbed out is is clearly not enough to put him off his game. I mean, it's the fair play fair to the play. guy. Fair, fair play, play to, to the, the guy. <laughs> he went out with a bang. 
Quite literally. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> How does... I, I'm mind-blanking on... How he dies. Once, yeah, once the coitus once, has happened. Yeah. Um, is he fed to the uh, little I, cultist minions that are there as well? I can't remember. I'm blanking mm. on it as well. But he is... I know he is killed. And I think it's. I think it comes back to this idea that he's somehow failed a test. Like yes. he was. I well, it's it's either that somebody having sex with the goat woman is like part of a ritual, like a step in a ritual that needs to be fulfilled. Yeah. So he's done his bit. He's superfluous. Uh, you know, is is not necessary anymore. He can be disposed of, or it's some sort of test and he fails it. But right. it kind of depends on which, or you know, option number three, if you can think of another reason. But I can't, I've, I can't actually remember how he dies. I've just got it up. <laughs> no pun mm-hmm. intended. Um, <clears throat> so he's just done the deed. Uh, I think then it looks like the father, who is actually quite jacked. Like he's a he's a toad mm. guy. The father is sort of recanting something to him, and your your verse is kind of just shaking on the floor. He then collapses, and the tarantula climbs out of his mouth. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, would it have made more sense if it was a frog? I mean, it'd fit the theme better because it's the one and only tarantula <laughs> in the film, and we've had about forty odd frogs at this point. So yeah. The assistant picks the tarantula up, just uh, uh, puts it puts it in his, I don't know, his vivarium pocket. or something. Yeah. And just, then yeah. Um, that, that's about it for you, Vos. That's yeah, it. that's, that's it about just, it. He's just, just whimpering in a corner somewhere. Oh, no, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead, yeah. Uh, somehow. We don't know how, he's, really. He's just... The, the trauma of it all is just yeah. bad. Okay. I mean, he's probably okay. bled out, to be fair. Yeah. Um. We get mm. we get another flashback. At This is where we get the final flashback to the restaurant scene. Um, mm. With yeah. Yavuz... Uh, sorry, not Yavuz. Remzi uh, explaining that he's going to pass the... Again, talking about him being... Arda's, uh, Arda's, it's like like guardian, really. Guardian, yeah. And he's going to pass the key to him. And he does have a line earlier on, just as they're going into the building, he says something (laughs) about, I've got the key. And Mm. he, and he pulls out his gun, and you think he's referring to his gun. But again, there's a, he has this line about having the key. So he talks about passing on the key in this flashback. Um, and, he has his throat. Oh no, he has his throat cut first, doesn't he? Yeah. I think. He has his throat slip with uh, the father um, literally cupping the blood that's pouring out of Ramsey's throat um, and just coating his own head with it. Mm. It's all like ritualistic in some way. Um, and then, then we're, we're. Oh, and now the shot. Yeah, then, then we're, we're sent back to the. Uh, Oh no! Sorry, sorry. We're not sent back to the um, flashback yet. We are shown <coughs> Yavoz's uh, one. Oh, 
one night stand uh, propped up against the wall and then giving birth to our um, <laughs> whatever thing. I don't. Like, yeah, it's uh, it is. it's not it's not living. Well, it's not making a sound. It, it's no. It's vaguely. I mean, I wouldn't even say it's humanoid shaped. It's it's just a lump, isn't it? It's yeah, and it gives the impression when it lands in the pan that it's a solid object. Yeah, and it's taken away upstairs. Um, and that's it. <laughs> that you know, your best guess is what it's. Yeah, yeah. There's no, we don't know what happens there. And then we're um, you're brought back to the restaurant scene. There we go. Yeah, we're Ramsey on the floor. So we, we have, so we, yeah, we're, so we're back in the restaurant where we've been previously um, with Ardo and Ramsey, where they would have been sitting at this date yeah. table. And it's only Ardo that's there. And then he notices that on the floor, Ramsey's sat there bleeding from yeah. this horrendous throat wound. Um, and does he, he talks about giving him a key. I'm sure I've got passing, passing of the key written down. Um, yeah, probably. Which just comes out of Remzi's neck, comes out of the hole in his throat. Yeah. And Ardor grabs it, yeah. plunges it into the forehead of the father. Oh, because yes, the father does have have uh, has a lot of like uh, tribalist tattoos over his head, but also in the center point has a what looks like a lock. Hole. It does a keyhole, yeah. yeah. He also has padlocks around his neck and things like that. So there is this sort of padlock motif going on. But yeah, he gets jammed between the eyes with this key that's come out of fallen Ramsey's neck. There is a little bit of talk about prior, just prior to all this about how potentially Ramsey could have been the chosen one, but he's giving it up in favor of it being Ardor. There's, yeah. there's something like that, and this whole passing of the key is symbolic of him giving up his. Uh, uh, it, again, it goes back to that whether you want to, uh, whether you want to believe that Ramsey somehow involved or somehow knew what was going to happen, or it, it's again, it's just not clear. It's just not clear at all. But everything runs through pretty fast after that. Ardo sticks him with the key, gets out of there. Nobody molests him on his way past. He just kind of no, no one. You would have thought, oh, they've they've killed our master. Uh, he's killed our master. We're, we're going for the attack, and they don't do anything. They sort In of fact, it kind of looks like they they bow and move yeah. out of the way, like almost. You are the chosen yeah, one. Though. Yeah, prostrate themselves in front of him and sort of let him let him get out of there. Um, he. Legs it out of there. Everything's shot in that red light again. Oh, it's beautiful, that wet red um, lighting. I love so they're it. back outside the building and everything's lit red. Which I, I was... I don't know, I've got a couple of general notes and it's like, does that... Is that a reference to this ritual being successful? Are they in... You know, is, is hell there now? Or it's, I couldn't quite work out what was going on there. Yeah, because it wasn't there before the red light. There was... There was mm. Um, no, it was sort of natural light previously, yeah. like moonlight or whatever. But and now suddenly it's just everything is this harsh red light, and especially even on him when he's even not even um, he's out of the building. Mm-hmm. There's a red light, harsh red light on him as he's as he's kind of Sally Hardesty, just maniacally laughing, just losing his lost his mind completely after what he's experienced. Um, he also before he does escape, he. Uh, he picks up said stool and completely eviscerates the father's head 
it just oh yes, out of existence. Yes. It just completely <laughs> just destroys it to an awesome dark synth track. That's where yeah. the music comes in again, and he is just yeah, just going, just beats the head to to pulp with the footstool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then um, covers himself in the blood. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it goes very, it's very strange. And he's, he hightails it out there, and he runs out into the road, and he sees a van come in towards him. And you knew, you knew exactly what it was. Yeah, you do. You go, oh, hang on a minute, hang it's on a minute, bang, and the van hits him and crashes, and it turns out that it is the he is the person that they ran over earlier that caused the crash yeah that set the whole horror part of it in motion and yeah we're in some sort of hell loop now where this is is deemed to destined to go on forever uh it's it's very and then we get yeah you know what of our whole description of this film we've We've been saying, I don't understand this bit. It's very vague. <laughs> but at the same time, I enjoyed the film. It's I weird, really enjoyed like, it. I without really understanding it. half of it, I enjoyed it. I mean, the, I understand what happens in the, <laughs> yeah. the the beats of the plot. They go, yeah. they get a phone call. They go there. There's some flashbacks. And then everybody gets killed by weird cult. Yeah. I understand what happens. I just don't understand why happens. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Um Yeah, there's and I and I did, I put that in sort of my final thoughts was, you know, there's no real explanation or conclusion. Like No. Are they is there some the they were led there deliberately? Are they some sort of chosen one? What was the whole ritual thing? attempting to achieve were they opening a door to hell were they transporting mm. themselves to hell it's uh, you know like yes like one yeah of why those. not yeah <laughs> it's like i vaguely remember uh one of the hellraiser films i think it's hellraiser inferno where he's he is uh is a cop and he's trapped in an infinite hell loop for some reason he's he's a like an evil cop so he's not actually a protagonist of the film um it's almost like the Cenobites and Pinhead are the protagonists of the film. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea, I, I do like the idea of a hell loop if it's done right, like a Groundhog Day of hell. Mm -hmm. um, it just needs to be done in such a less vague way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's because it comes right at the end. Mm. It's, and things haven't been ex that like the, there's no peril as such like no. there's no grand like there's no like the world's going to end so we're not yeah. or at least we're not told that there's anything like that obviously it's horrific what happens to them mm. but given that he's he's killed by his self that doesn't know what's going to happen it's not like he's being tortured in that loop necessarily no uh, it's i don't know it's a hard one it's a hard one to explain mm. i i was genuinely i say scared i was scared for how the film was going to turn out to a point when they were in the van and arda looks like he's falling asleep mm. and i was thinking to myself oh no don't let this end up being like his nightmare or the nightmare that he's and he wakes up at the end but mm. then it, it it becomes reality i 
I mean, I guess it ends up being a nightmare, like a hell, a yeah, of hell nightmare. But it, I'd, yeah, it could have done that. I think I was kind of expecting something similar at one point as well. Mm. Um, but it is it just because there's so much that's that's kind of hinted at being important and that's not important, or we yeah. never hear from it again. Like, wow, there's so many frogs, man. What's <laughs> with the frogs? What is with the frogs? And I couldn't find any research. I couldn't find any information on why there were frogs in it. It's, no. a, it's quite a hard film to find information on, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, although it was, it's been like well received, I think, and there's it's, it's rates the quite highly, part, and yeah. I'm pretty sure it got some. It it got certainly got nominated for some horror fest awards or other, if not actually outright winning them. I think what um, helps with that is the. The great, the great cinematography, the great audio, mm. uh, the effects were, were good for the, for the most part. Um, oh, definitely. The act, the acting wasn't yeah. horrendous. Um, no. There's, there's not many bad points to the film. It's, it's understanding it, like you said, the why. It, which, it is understanding, yeah. but that's not necessarily a negative point either. No, no, it's um, not. You are just left with a lot of, a lot of options as to why things are happening and they're all yeah. kind of similar as well so it's like if, if that's the case you might as well have just told us yeah yeah because if i'm not if i if i'm pulling out different theories from you know left and right and up and down and it could have been some wildly different things going on then mm -hmm. fair enough leave it ambiguous but because everything's sort of in the same vein anyway. They could, it could have just been a nailed down plot and it was made well enough. But, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. It's got, there's, pl there's plenty to talk about. I feel like we could go on and round in, circle, well, round in a loop talking about it. Man, um, we've gone on longer than I had planned, <laughs> that's for sure. One one thing I did note, note down though, specifically regarding the cinematography, is that there was an incredible shot at the beginning where the camera you see the restaurant and the van and the camera's slowly creeping down and it goes to the back of the van but the, it's like it goes through the back window mm. into the van but it it doesn't look like a cut it's such an incredibly smooth mm. transition um i i can't even think how they would have done it it's it's no. it's a beautiful shot um yeah just just a little thing like that i noted down but um uh, yeah, I, I I don't have much more to talk about the film. Um, I, no. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I finally seen it. It yeah. wasn't disappointing to what I initially thought it would be. It was more so different, I think, to yeah, what I that's, initially thought that's it would fair. be. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. I didn't regret, mm. didn't regret watching it. I probably won't watch it again. Same. I don't feel like I need to see it again, really. Yeah. Um, I'll tell people about it. I'll say to people, check it out. How? How will you? <laughs> well, because it's, we? it's a trip, isn't it? It's just, yeah, it is. like frogs, watch this movie. <laughs> Go lick a toad and then watch this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if, if I had one major criticism, it mm. would be that, it, it's it, again, it's that, massive disparity between the the first half and the second half yeah if they'd have done more running around in the dark being chased by 
axe-wielding cultists, that would have been cool. Yeah. If they'd have done a whole Pan's Labyrinth with more gore explaining how they'd been selected from childhood to fulfill this prophecy, mm. that would have been cool as well. The 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 front end of one and the back end of the other just didn't quite work. Like it didn't know exactly what it was mm. for, the, for the whole film. Yeah. But, you know, overall, good stuff. Yeah. I gave it a... I put a little... little uh, story on the old instagram by the way the underscore dreadcast on the instagram i think i think i gave it a three and a half out of five i did say and three and a half out of five i think is a credibly fair, fair score yeah very definitely. fair um i normally give like four four is like a near perfect horror film so mm-hmm. you know four and a half near very near perfect so yeah i think three and a half is very fair and yeah, we've we've gone on longer than I ever thought we would do. So, because like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, uh, not feeling too hot myself uh, yeah, today like and yesterday, well. but uh, we have gone an hour and forty two, and um, yeah, pretty chuffed with that. Uh, flew by, like we said it would. Um, yeah, definitely, you get better definitely. every week. Um, it is, man. No, that was, that was. I mean, that was a good film. It was. I knew it. Just like I said, I knew there'd be a lot to talk about with it. Um, it worked well as a t- Silent Hill movie. It'd be a better Silent Hill yeah. movie than the Silent Hill movies that we got. I think the first <laughs> one was okay. Unfortunately, it was rushed. Uh, the last half hour was completely rushed um, and butchered. Uh, yeah. Um, the second film, awful, awful film. I'm not sure I've seen. I'm not sure I've seen the second one. Don't no, after after the first. Don't. I don't think I've bothered. <laughs> uh, but going back to back to Baskin for a minute, there is more I'd like to see from. Uh, Cat. Mm. I think I be, I I believe it's pronounced Yan, not Cam. Oh um, God! Oh no! But I've got just again. I think it's another random reddit post that said that so you know take it with a pinch of salt uh but mr Evrenol, um, yes our director i would love to see a little bit more from him and he does have a short segment in a field guide to evil which is a bit of a an anthology okay it's, um i think it's 26 different it's, it's like the uh abc's of death it's like a oh yeah yep little vignette thing um, I believe he's got a segment in that. I've not watched it yet, but uh, I'd like to see more of his work because this yeah. was good. This was decent. I mean, his film uh, two years after this was called Housewife. On a snowy eve, little Holly's sister and father are killed by her frantic mother. Years later, Holly is married, lonely, and her life is soon about to take a turn for the ultra weird. Hang on. Oh, there it is. When she visits Umbrella of Love and Mind. I have no idea what that is, but the poster has lots of tentacles on it. <laughs> see? Oh, I'm sold. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check out some more of his work if I can, if I can get, if I can get hold of it, because, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was good enough. It was good enough to, to pique my interest, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, well, next week that is, is. uh, uh, a very different film. <laughs> Next week is going to be fun. Next week is going to be very fun. Next week may as well be the new metal cast. Um, 
with yes. uh, our Valentine's Day special, the 2001 ep- of of the time slasher Valentine. Hot topic um, horror. Oh man, uh, I can't wait to get back to that page you sent me of the uh, OST of the songs that are on the OST for it. Yes, uh, the track list. Uh, that's going to be fantastic to go through. Um, it is. It is the yeah, film I mean, itself look- is. Go watch the if you're still listening to this podcast, folks. Go watch Valentine in prep for next week. <laughs> I've never seen it myself. I'm looking forward to watching it myself. I know exactly what I'm going to get. Oh, you're going to be so of... scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that'll be next week, folks. And then, of course, after that, we've got your pick being the Wicker Man, which I'm yeah. looking forward to myself. Yes. I really am. Uh, yes. It's my first time watching it. So, have lots to say. I can't wait. I'm, just, I'm looking forward to watching it again as well. I can't wait. Hopefully, be a bit healthier for the next two episodes. So, uh, yeah, yeah I think we're going to wrap it up and uh, get the hell out, hell out of here, like uh, like they should have done in that horrible, horrible mansion. <laughs> uh, thank you once again for joining us, Aiden. Us, me. I'm very tired. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody out there listening. Pleasure as always. Um, once again, follow the Dreadcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube. There we go. I think I got them all. All by searching the Dreadcast. Please do like, rate, subscribe, comment, share. All the things you can do on those services to help help the podcast. Every little helps. Yeah. It really helps. And just to interact. You know, we want to hear your guys' thoughts and oh, opinions. Yes. And uh, always up for a little a little horror chat. So, yeah. Drop Love some comments. Discussion. Yeah. Uh, and yes, the Instagram, the underscore dreadcast, and our social medias below us. Right there. I think that is everything. Just, I'm going to uh, go dose up on medication, go to bed. And that's uh, yeah, that's it. Everybody <laughs> that's... else, stay spooky. Stay spooky, folks. <laughs>